Hey guys, it's Sean. I uh, just wanted to give you a quick heads up that uh, this week Pierce and I were talking about uh, NBA free agency and we ran into this uh, problem where when you talk about breaking news, uh, there's a possibility that news will break while you're recording. And so naturally, uh, not 10 minutes after we recorded, uh, the news came out that DeMarcus Cousins was in fact signing with the Warriors, not the Lakers, on a one-year deal. So as a Pelicans fan, I want to die. Uh, enjoy the pod. Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm looking on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the home. My favorite play is the alley. Ooh, I like the pick and roll. I like the give and go. Because it's basketball. Uh, Mr. Curtis Blow. Happy NBA free agency. Uh, oh, is that is that going on? I've been um, I've been watching uh, the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you have to fill me in. Um, it, you know because because that reverberations have been felt for fifty plus years now. Uh, NBA free agency that happens every year. <laughs> All right, uh, fair fair point, I suppose. Um, and there's also the the World Cup going on, and, and we're recording this Monday evening. There have been uh, at least two, uh, at least two and a half straight days of incredible soccer. Um, it depends a little bit on how you feel about the Uruguay Portugal game, but you know Argentina. I, I, my, my feelings on on Luis Suarez are are really unspeakably poor. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I feel so bad for. I mean, it's unfortunate that we're not. Well, I'm not knowledgeable enough to talk about Casper Schmeichel for for an hour, but I would if if we had the opportunity. Yeah, you know, so two two goalkeepers who had incredible games have, have now have bounced out, you know, and and kind of gotten a a tough deal. Uh, Japan's goalkeeper today was amazing. Um, you know, despite the fact that he was playing for a side that gave up three goals in the last 20 minutes of a game. Um, but we're not here to talk about any of that. None of that is important. None of that is important because it's NBA free agency. And just like it happens every year, a little bit of wild shit happens. And, la- you know, last year it was the Kyrie Irving trade. Uh, I don't remember what happened the year before that necessarily, but, uh, you know, in, in 2016 we had, I guess it was 2016 that we had the LeBron return or maybe that was 2015. That was 2015. Wait, okay. 20. Oh, that was 2014 actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because they've oh, gone to the final, he's gone to the finals for a long with time. Them. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm glad you said that, though, because LeBron's streak of going to the finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers is uh, guaranteed to end next year. Yeah. Uh, Not because of the budding super teams in Boston and Philadelphia. No, no. uh, But because he signed a big old honking contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. And and the thing about that that's notable (laughs) is 
is not the amount of money which is a lot of money but he already makes a lot of money so i'm not faced by that if it was for a little bit of money that would be weird but it's that it's for at least three years and last time i checked right now he's beating father time uh but it is going to catch up with him and i think in three years he will be 36 36 yes that sounds right um so yeah he's he's going to the the west coast to make me miserable and uh i'm never gonna be able to watch him ever again because i go to bed before those games hit the second half maybe it's finally time for league pass although i guess it's not i guess it's not like a dvr (laughs) doesn't make the games come on early it's not right it's not i guess it's not a dvr um Uh, you can watch replays of games but i like I don't know. I I, I kind of I'm it's not, not a worth it. Condensed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not for not for me. But yeah, so so this is wild. So LeBron signed with the or agreed to because there's this insane rule where the the period in which you could uh, agree to a deal began uh, at, at midnight going into July first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't actually execute a contract. You can't officially sign until Friday, uh, which is it's, it's dumb on so many levels. I don't I don't understand why. Um, but in the meantime, like it, you know, in the time since then, obviously the the fire uh, the fire under the uh, Kawhi Leonard trade hot stove has has increased. Um, <coughs> the the wing super trio is not going to be happening because Paul George is re-signing with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, but it's starting to seem very likely that a certain uh, large man uh, might be headed uh, out to the Pacific time zone to join LeBron. Uh, well, I don't I don't want to make a, a bad joke, but I, I think that LeBron, the LeBron whisperer was already heading out there. Well, uh, if by LeBron whisper you mean a guy who takes pictures with people who are wearing LeBron is a bitch T-shirts in Boston, um, so 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 this intersects with my uh, with my personal NBA fandom because I am a New Orleans Pelicans fan. So <clears throat> I, I'm basically kind of living. I've been living at the the high point of fandom for that team at least in its Pelicans iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, they made the playoffs. They swept the Blazers. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, Anthony Davis was a man possessed, uh, and and part part of that run uh, was Rajon Rondo, yeah. the man um, the man about whom you speak. And he uh, he signed a deal today uh, for I think about nine million dollars. Yeah, and the way the Lakers were able to do that. The way they had the the space to make that happen uh, was by letting go of Julius Randle. Julius Randle just signed a two-year, $18 million deal with the New Orleans Pelicans, which... They'll have a, they'll have a really great front court then. That sounds great, right? Well, uh, they... I actually... So here's the thing. They will... Uh, but not in quite the way that you're you're suggesting. Uh, oh. The 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 math I've gotten from the various uh, basket bloggers who who deal with the team uh, 
suggests that basically the only way, uh, the only way that this could happen, uh, the only way that contract could work is if the Pelicans were offering him uh, what's called the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. And uh, this is not this is not a wonky CBA podcast. This is not a uh, we're eating tape podcast. I won't talk to anyone about a pin down or a flare or a dribble drive. Uh, but I will say uh, that the only way that the non-taxpayer uh, mid-level exception is available to the New Orleans Pelicans is if they let DeMarcus Cousins walk. And uh, so far, it seems like the only other teams that really had interest uh, in him coming off of a, a torn Achilles uh, were the Dallas Mavericks, who just signed DeAndre Jordan to a gigantic one-year contract, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Ah, I, th- I wonder which one he's going to go to. I, I feel like I have an idea. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, um, casual basketball fans are, are surely rejoicing, uh, because they, they love when the recognizable franchises that are on national TV, regardless of whether or not they deserve it are good. Um, but I'm not really worried about that. Uh, it has me thinking about something else, uh, which is that. This team is going to be fucking insufferable. The the Lakers? Yes. As opposed to the times when they're not insufferable? Um, all right. So we're, we're making good points here. Uh, but I, I would posit that this team is going to be particularly insufferable because they've unlocked something. They've, they've, uh, they've unearthed. Uh, a, a variety of fan that that hasn't really been able to be out in full force uh, for for a couple years now, and it's the worst kind of fan in the entire world. It's the worst fan that's ever existed in the history of sports. It's worse than somebody from Kansas who is a Cowboys Yankees fan. It's worse than someone from New York who is a New York sports fan it's worse than someone who is a philadelphia sports fan it's the kobe stan the kobe stan is back dude i i i assume in this discussion that we're saying that boston fans aren't actually fans they're actually evil spawn aliens but even still i i the kobe stan not even fan the kobe stan Stan, a word that has you, now been put in the dictionary, mind he, you. That's something I learned recently. Here's what I'm going to posit. Yeah. You you can't just be a Kobe fan. You have no. to. Kobe Bryant is not a player that invites fandom. Kobe Bryant was a player who invited standom, and that's yeah. it. You either hate Kobe or you are a Kobe stan. And guess what? I fucking hate Kobe. I mean, I, I... I know I, you do, too. I, I really dis... I, so, <laughs> I don't want to jump the gun here, but, but I will I will uh, go ahead and look at the, the hill that is full of all those those Kobe stands dying, and they will be there <laughs> till their last breath. Yes. And say that... So, you're saying that this, this, this Lakers team will be insufferable, and I would counter that in 
in this way, which isn't saying that they won't be insufferable, but it seems like Paul George is really excited to be in Oklahoma City. We didn't mention that, but he's staying in Oklahoma City with, I with did Russell Westbrook. Um, Paul, did I say Paul George? What did I say? You said Paul Anything? George. I mentioned Paul George. Okay. Um, the Rockets are going to run it back, though, without Trevor Reza. Um, the the uh, Warriors will still be the Warriors. The Blazers have something fun about them. Look out, because Denver keeps their, their big man in the middle in, in Jokic. Um, Anthony Davis is still Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. The Western Conference is a lot of fun. They've got these teams that you want to tune in and watch, these wildly dynamic people. I didn't even mention the Timberwolves. And now you've got LeBron and Rondo and you know these youngsters in, in Ball and Kuzma and Brandon Ingram on this this team well at least uh, until some of them get flipped for Kawhi Leonard yeah yeah until some of them get <laughs> traded but like all these these really dynamic players are, are are playing together and a lot of times on the same team and to me part of the reason that I don't I've I've come to realize that I don't like the Kobe thing and and I really don't like this legacy this stain in a lot of well stain isn't fair he uh this this legacy he leaves on the Lakers is because his type of play is what I hate seeing when I watch basketball. The league is so fun right now, and all these teams are going to be playing together, and it's because they're dynamic. He always kind of did the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think, you know, I, I'm willing to accept. So I don't think the basketball is going to be bad. I don't think the basketball is going to be insufferable. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that, you know, from an on-court perspective, uh, if this if this group of players were suiting up for like the Clippers or the Seattle Supersonics or I mean shit even the Kings like I, I would find I would find it to be a much more endearing and interesting group. Um, but the 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 Laker fan base is so full of Kobe stands mm-hmm. that I just I, I don't I don't think we're gonna be able to enjoy to enjoy this. Here here's why. So let's think about LeBron in the last four years, back with the Cavs, uh, you know, trying to fulfill his dream of bringing a title home to Cleveland. Despite the fact that the Golden State Warriors existed, um, there was an, this expectation every year that LeBron you know, was going to win or, or at least, you know, drag his team to within an inch of winning the championship. And it's just, it's a no win proposition because either he gets it, you know, at, you know, this past year is maybe a little different after they traded Kyrie and, uh, and the roster was really kind of abysmal, but they were in a situation where, you know, if you win, Basically, if you win in any other way than they won, you know, when they came back from 3-1 down, it, it's it's expected. It's LeBron. It's, you know, it's the new-look Cavs. But if you don't win, if you lose to the Warriors, it's like, well, obviously, the, the league is rigged. And it was all – everything was used as a referendum on LeBron James as compared to Michael Jordan. Yes. And that's fine. Like I, I don't think it's right. And we've kind of we talked about it a few weeks ago. Like I don't I don't think it's the right way to to approach things. 
But now we're going to be in a situation where even though this team is not going to be as good as the Warriors, uh, and there, there's no reason for them to win. If he makes it past the Warriors and wins a championship out of the West, because if he makes it past the Warriors, there's a decent chance he's going to win. All of the Laker fans are going to be standing on the rooftops, screaming about how the thing that finally put LeBron over the top and made him the greatest player of all time was doing it in L.A., doing it under the shroud of the Laker mystique. And the Laker mystique can kiss my ass. But if he doesn't win any championships in L.A., we're going to see what has already been happening over the last 36 hours get absolutely supercharged. And that is Kobe Stans talking about how LeBron James is a worse basketball player than Kobe Bryant. We can't win. We can't win even if he wins. Yes, this is this is absolutely correct. Uh, un, unfortunately for LeBron, and this is a big reason why I was like, ah, I kind of hope he doesn't go to the Lakers because I knew this discussion would happen because Kobe's career finished so recently. Him chucking up, I don't know. Uh, last uh, last time I checked, he he shot two hundred times in that final game. But to the just the furor and excitement of these these Kobe's stands uh that uh, they remember that and they think that was the greatest thing ever and they have a weird camaraderie with it and that is not lebron thank goodness um and the constant conversation is going to be well you know he's he's got he's got five rings and he won them all with the lakers and right. uh you know all he had on his team was post paul gasol and, and lamar odom at their very very peaks i mean that's that's i mean their peaks were, were nothing i mean you you had tristan thompson on your team they're ridiculous people and this conversation will happen for eternity now because then he'll finish and even if somehow he won a title the next three straight years it would be oh well you know he only won three in a in a lakers jersey i mean it's only three i mean magic did that while he was while he was sleeping right and so there there's this whole added thing of like the lakers really kind of more than any other organization keep not just former greats but their former greats around Magic Johnson is the team president. Um, and so so I guess really what I'm saying is not that this Lakers team is not going to be fun, but the whole Lakers situation, the whole LeBron Lakers situation is going to be insufferable. And like I'm I should be excited about it. I, I should be excited about LeBron going and playing with good players and with good young players and and you know putting together uh, another legitimate challenger to the Warriors before the NBA Finals, like that, that should be a great thing. Um, but I'm just like I'm not, I'm not excited about it. I don't know what I wanted. See, I, I'm 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 part of the problem here because I don't know what I did want out of this situation. I guess I wanted him to go to Philly. I, I mean, um, my, my my preferred thing, and you can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube here, uh, is that I wanted him to win. Uh, the the title this year and just retire. I would be happy. That would be great. Not and sure. It just what else? What else do you want to go out on top? He he deserves. It. And he's played a long time. Like he's going to be done with this this contract. And he's going to be if he goes four more years. That's twenty seasons, I believe. Um, I mean, we were both in grade school when LeBron was drafted. 
Uh, I was in middle school because I would call have been that, twelve. I'd call that grade school. I think anything oh, okay. before anything before high school. Yeah, but it was yeah. <laughs> but like um, you had a college reunion this summer. I'm going to one next summer. Like yeah, it's he's been around forever. Yeah, he's been around forever, and he is. When I think of the NBA, I think of him. Unlike you know fake nostalgia people and and some of the people that are my age who are i i get the people who are my age that are kobe stands he was more um i think those titles the the second round of titles he won i think that started in what 2008 ish or 2009 so so yeah it would have been of age but i i think of lebron um so this this is you know this my viewing habits for the nba often revolve around him because i think he's a spectacular you should watch him if he's on and i feel that way if Anthony Davis is on, I'll, I'll watch. I want to see spectacular players who do honestly everything, which which they kind of do. And I think one thing you run into with this, and certainly basketball is not the only place where you get into this at this time. But how do you how do you take the the product or the artwork and enjoy it for itself and not be in some way uh, thrown off by some of the history or, or whatever aura is around it. Um, and I think the Lakers are a good example because you have expressed great disdain, reasonable disdain for the Laker fan and the Kobe Stan. Um, and now LeBron is part of that product. And can you separate him from, from all of that? I mean, I, I, I guess I, I probably will by the time the season starts I and mean, we have a couple months um, so I'll I'll get used to it. Uh, I I I think it would it would be very helpful for my um, appreciation and perhaps begrudging enjoyment of this team for them to not trade for Kawhi Leonard this summer. Um, There's no real reason to because he wants to go there next year. Yeah, but you know, Paul George made a whole big thing about how he wanted to go to the Lakers and and now he's staying with Russ. So that you know. The reason is that there's no there are no guarantees. Um but you know I think we've mentioned or at least sort of skirted around this idea of legacy. And what what going to LA and what what finishing out his career because he's going to finish his career in LA now. Um what that means for LeBron's legacy. And I just I found myself this afternoon thinking about NBA legacies more broadly and you know LeBron is fascinating because of how much he is compared to Michael Jordan but in an interesting way I it's kind of always seemed like a better comparison for him was actually Magic Johnson so like I'm I'm I'll try to focus on that and be be fascinated by you know, seeing him do some of the things that Magic did in his time, and you know, in terms of being basically a supersized point guard, you know, who's an incredible passer uh, and, and you know, an incredibly charismatic guy off the court. I mean, he has the potential to be, you know, the biggest star who's ever been in El- in Los Angeles. Yeah, well, it, it makes for it's a star-making town in a in a lot of ways. Uh, it, for, say what you will, but uh, 
Miami is not nearly as big a media market as as I think they play it up to be sometimes. I mean, also sure. the fans don't really come to the games. <laughs> uh, it's a thing to go to. I hate that phrase. I apologize. It It is... It's a spectacle. It, it is a spectacle to go there. I mean, the forum was... And part of that was uh, Dr. Buss, the owner of the Lakers, like, made it. He wanted... It, Going to the forum should be the thing you do before you go out, or it's the place to be seen. I mean, he's never been somewhere like that before, except yeah. when he goes to the garden and just rips the Knicks apart, <laughs> which I, I think that, and I don't know if I've said this before on here, but comparing to Magic makes a lot more sense. In some ways, comparing to Larry Bird makes, makes way more sense than comparing to uh uh, Michael Jordan or even Kobe, but I think it does a disservice to everyone else. And really, the w- amazing moment we're in to think of LeBron as anything other than LeBron. I, I one thing exactly. that is I think under uh, undervalued is just his comfort in talking to, and I think part of it is the moment, but his comfort in talking about things that are challenging outside of basketball. Uh, social issues and and just the the state of uh, this nation and the world to a great degree and he has such comfort in talking about that and also being a huge star he is uh you know not fearful of of speaking his mind and certainly greg popovich and steve kerr who will now be with him in the western conference um do similar things but lebron has that star power too michael jordan is famous for not doing that uh kobe is is always this mercurial guy and i think was too you know was trying to be really clever all the time and didn't engage in the same way lebron does and not even mention his his charity work is is notable i i think in that way this big spotlight will be great for him but i hope he can be viewed as himself and not compared to anyone else well which is impossible yeah so i think that i think that it is impossible to a certain extent but that he has done a really great job of kind of setting himself apart as a singular superstar. And so that will will benefit him really well. What you said about, you know, Jordan being kind of famously uh, cagey about his politics and, you know, saying Republicans buy sneakers too. Um, you know, LeBron is... He at least seems like a guy who is immensely secure in his own legacy at this point. You know, I think in 2009, he wasn't. Uh, He had just, or maybe it was 2010. Um, He really had a lot of egg on his face after the decision. Uh, He was was pilloried in the media for, you know, for for being selfish and having poor media sense. And, you know, the, the transformation he's made as a public figure since then is incredible. Yeah. well, they do the. I think it's the Q score that might be wrong, but they do those every year. And seeing mm-hmm. the change, which it's a weird statistic, but there is an organization that keeps track of those every year. And his, you know, his just likability and the change has been tremendous since right to, since two thousand nine, two thousand ten. When uh, it actually was two thousand ten, and then two thousand eleven was that first season when they yep. they lost to the Mavericks. Yep, but. You know, to to keep ripping on Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Bryant was never secure in his legacy. No, still is not. He reinserted himself into this conversation less than a month ago. And you know why? Because 
Kobe Bryant's entire reason for being was to try to have Michael Jordan's career. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I think he got a lot of things wrong about that. You know, he, uh, Jordan, Jordan was noted as this, you know, homicidal winner, uh, you know, and, and really that more than basketball was the thing that he was obsessed with, whether it was on the court, whether it was playing ping pong, whether it was playing golf, whether it was gambling, he just, he wanted to win at every single thing he did. Kobe only wanted to do basketball. That like that's all he wanted. He was so he was so one tracked in that that you know when he didn't you know he just like in his career he didn't reach the same heights as Michael Jordan. And so there there was a certain element of well what what was this all for? Uh LeBron is going to go out you know LeBron will go out to some booze from people who talk about how many finals he's lost, but he's had an undeniably incredible career where he's basically been the best player on every basketball court he's stepped onto for the last 10 years. And it's just, it's incredible to, to think of like how, how much he's accomplished on the court what he's done off he's you know he's made he has made businesses happen he is printing money for nike he's got his own media ventures now he's made maverick carter and rich paul semi-household names he's you know he was he was in the fucking train wreck like he will be in more movies now. Oh, he, he will uh, be transitioning. 100%. He will be pivoting to video, if you will. Remember when Blake Griffin tried to make himself super endearingly? Did stand-up comedy? He was on an episode of Broad City. Like at, this is going to be a much, much better version of that. Yeah, well, that's that's because of the anti-gender sentiment across the world. <laughs> it's not really Blake's fault. Uh, Damn. No, I, I just and you mentioned loving basketball, and I want to go back to that for just a moment. Kobe, I think, loves basketball, but that's like a way to get to Michael Jordan. I think he's thinking of someone else playing basketball, and he's obsessed with basketball in a very individual way. The way LeBron talks about the history of the game, and if Bill Russell comes up and someone asks about him, or just a play or anything like that, I think he loves the game of basketball for the sake of the game in a much more inclusive way. And you mentioned him being secure in his legacy. It's because he loves... He loves going out there. I mean, he played with Rowdy Hood this year and seemed okay with it. I mean, think about that for a minute. <laughs> He's wanted J.R. Smith on his team for a number of years um, and and really seems to uh, you know push him along. I think that Kevin Love is a very difficult individual to have on your team, but, you know, they looked like they were enjoying the game. Isaiah Thomas aside, because he seemed to actually dislike him being on the team. Right. But everything else, he loves the game for the sake of the game, and I think that's where he differs greatly from from Kobe, who loved it in an individual way. You know, we had a <clears throat> you and I had a, a joking discussion earlier today about uh, how how <laughs> Kobe Bryant's legacy is Donald Trump because Kobe stands and Trump voters are the same people. Um, Yes. And, and you know, we were talking about how, you know, the, the people who, who love them are, are big fans of straw men and ad hominem attacks and, 
you know, have a disdain for education and are just ignorant of facts. Uh, like when people talk about how uh, Kobe is better than LeBron because stats, even though LeBron's stats are better. Um, there's one more thing that I didn't think of when we were talking about this earlier, and, and it just came to me now uh, when you mentioned loving basketball. Um, the other, sort of the, this other point of comparison is the insistence that everything has to be a zero-sum game. For Kobe, any iota of a second that wasn't spent, you know, 200% locked in on trying to ape Michael Jordan's career and to be a great basketball player was something that was opposed to that. And and I think LeBron has been a refreshing reminder that you know it, 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 that doesn't have to be the case. You can be singularly committed to being the best in the world at the thing that you do, you know, for your livelihood, for your employment, and also, you know, make time to find fun, you know, and fun, enjoyable things to do, like be in train wreck. You can find time to, you know, support your friends in their endeavors, like starting Clutch Sports. Um, and you can make time to be, you know, a, an outspoken person who, who has something to say about the important things that are going on in the world around you. Because you he let there be a world around him besides basketball in a way that Kobe didn't. And, well, and that, I think, is going to be the thing that makes him a real hit in L.A. Yeah, and, well, think about this, um, and I don't know if I have anything beyond this, because this occurred to me, and I, I think it's a decent point that I can leave with, but okay. um, the current the current president of the Lakers is Magic Johnson. The most famous recent player for the Lakers is, is Kobe Bryant. Now we have LeBron entering this fold. Magic Johnson is famous in some ways because of his exuberance and smile. Yes. And one thing I think about between Kobe and LeBron is if you told me, think of Kobe in a game and think of his face or think of Kobe's most notable moments in his face, it's that scowl that that he kind of affected later on in his career. Really later on. He didn't do it as much at the beginning. Um, And... For LeBron, it's it's a smile. It's 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 winning that title in Cleveland. It's even winning the titles in Miami, and it is a smile, a smile that he shares with you know shared with Chris Bosh and and uh, Dwayne Wade or or just you know J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving. It is much more the smile, and I think that that is the ultimate difference. And I think in that way, he'll if it goes more to the magic side of things, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the smiles. Yep. I, I agree. I think that's a great place to leave it. Um, all right. If you if you are one of our uh, basketball fan listeners, Kevin, we're looking at you, uh, and you have thoughts about this. Uh, actually, well, I guess, Kevin, you can probably just text us. But uh, if you're not Kevin, uh, find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod and let us know what you think uh, while we wait for you to get in touch with us about LeBron and the Lakers. It is time, as it is every week, for Pierce is Sorry. What is on the docket this week? I've been thinking a lot recently about my um, my use of materials that may or may not be reusable. Uh, 
we had a discussion. I just I just bought some of those reusable produce bags and have been a proponent of foldable stuff them in whatever bag you're with. Um, grocery bags recently and I feel like it's a small thing that I can do and just not have an accumulation of plastic bags that I can't recycle and will end up in a tree or, or something like that and become a real nuisance and and I was thinking about this also because Australia just instituted a ban which has resulted in thing of plastic bags which has resulted in things like oh I don't know uh patrons of certain stores grabbing uh uh clerks by the neck um over over (laughs) this practice oh boy um so i had an instance on saturday where i failed to use reusable things and it was to my detriment so at the start i i apologized for not living that reusable life because it it could have because it because it caused grave grave concerns um i was leaving a place in the rest of virginia area and i got a cup of coffee and I was driving on the Dulles Toll Road, and I went to grab the cup of coffee from the center console where the cup holder is. And because it's one of those paper club cups with a plastic lid, um, I grabbed it by the lid. And as you can surmise, the coffee spilled all over my shorts while driving, I don't know, 70 miles per hour on a highway. Uh, fortunately, I, I guess it was already so hot in my car that I didn't just melt and the coffee place itself didn't keep their coffee ultra hot, mm-hmm. but this could have been avoided if I just used a reusable cup with a good lid. I don't know, using all the, uh, coffee cups that you just get for free, all the travel bugs that you can get basically anywhere of which I have many. Um, and instead I could have caused a multi-car accident on a highway. Ooh. So... When you think about, oh, should I get the straw or not, there is a bigger impact down the line. And it could include being in your car, which we've talked about, is the most dangerous thing you do regularly. Yeah, so. uh, agreed. Um, all right, well, glad, glad you recognized that what you did was uh, very dangerous and that it was easily avoidable. It's an important, thing. It's an important thing to know. Um, yeah. All right, so let me close with a big idea from pop culture. Um, I'm going to talk about some, some television again. Uh, so last week I was talking about how Emily and I were watching true crime series um, and, and we finished uh, we finished uh, The Staircase uh, but you know it, we were looking for something else to watch and, and in the same vein sort of as uh, something else I talked about recently uh, Magic Mike um, we, we've been watching something that is you know, has been surprisingly enjoyable for how good it is to all the people that are involved. And that is the rebooted version of Queer Eye. Um, And, you know, I I think when you you hear about you, I think when the the first run of the show came out, it was on, I want to say TLC. um, We we were much younger. It was a, a a more unenlightened time. And, you know, you could practically hear the, the cries of, you know, what, get this off my TV. Um, but, you know, from what I've seen, I, I mean, I have, I've like gotten emotional at every episode I've seen so far. I have um, heard that that is a response, which it, is very different than the, really the original is. show. It really is. Um, and I just like, I can't, I can't help it because, you know, it's never... You know, it's never just like a makeover. It's not just a new style, a new way to dress. It, it's, 
you know, it, it's these these five men who are, are going and finding someone and, and, you know, helping them tap into uh, who they are, who they're consciously hiding from the world around them or, or who they're not, you know, just kind of like not letting the world see because they don't even realize that, you know, this person is inside them. Which is like, you know, it, it has been, it, it's been so joyful, you know, to see like these end results of people who are, you know, are, are living better lives. They're having better relationships with their family and friends. They're feeling more confident. You know, who among us hasn't had a crisis of confidence from time to time? Yeah. I, I have them, uh, you know. Kobe Bryant has them constantly. I've had them, like I've had them recently. And so, you know, it's, I would say if you're looking for something that, that's going to make you happy, uh, I don't think you can do a lot better than this right now. So uh, find someone that you like hanging out on the couch with and watching TV and, and watch some Queer Eye. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that sounds like it hits on similar notes as, as something that I've I've championed before, which is which is the movie Moonlight, which is also available to stream on Amazon. I know that Queer Eye is is on Netflix, but that struggle for identity is something that anyone can relate to, it, yeah. and it just has. It's a very human thing. Uh, Moonlight less less uh, cheery, but still beautiful and, and emotional. And yeah, I, I know what that's like. So uh, I'm I'm glad that you've enjoyed that. And if once I get done with this uh, Vietnam documentary, maybe <laughs> I'll do that. And I think one of the other biggest things about it is that when it first. When the show was first put on the air, it was called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And wow. I think the whole the whole premise was kind of, you know, five gay wizards take, a, you know, a schlubby straight guy, because all straight guys are schlubby schlubs, and yeah. they make him better. And, you know, I, I've been impressed uh, with the episodes that I've seen about... Um, there, there's a real sort of diversity of the kinds of people that they are going to. They're, the season, the first season at least, takes place in Georgia, and they've already gone to a, a, an older man, um, an Indian app developer, uh, a gay man who you know is still in the closet to his family. Um, I've, I've heard tell that the premiere of season two, uh, they they actually make over a woman. I just like I think that you know they've they've learned. They've kind of learned some lessons and they've injected some of the open-mindedness that I think the show was supposed to engender the first time around, and they've really gotten it right this time, like in a big way. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, I've only heard good things. Um, Okay. All right, we have spilled a lot of sports thoughts out of our heads today, so uh, that's the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pod. Or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. We've got some new music writing there, uh, as well as a couple things from you, Pierce. You uh, oh. you wrote a philosophy lesson for you know that we can all we should all be able to get behind. Our um, one rule, yeah. And then uh, and then something else that uh, I will admit I am editing editing tonight and posting. So um, go check that out. Uh, or if for whatever reason you just like audio content piped into your ears rather than reading words, um, you're wrong, but we appreciate you anyway. So you can subscribe to our feed on your podcast app of choice. Uh, that way these episodes will show up every Tuesday, uh, 
without you having to go uh, dig them up from somewhere. If you subscribe, please do us a huge favor. Subscribe. You've already subscribed, so leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. Uh, we will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. Bye.